0: Welcome to the Innovation Junkies Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Innovation Junkies Podcast. I'm Jeff Standridge. And this is
1: Jeff Amarine. How are you, Jeff? Good to see you. Hey, I'm
0: I'm great. Good to see you too, man. We've been having a, a good several weeks here talking about sales, marketing, uh, client acquisition. Uh, today, we're going to transition and talk a little bit about client retention and about the absolute importance. Because you know, retaining your existing clients is is ever bit as important as acquiring new clients. In fact, it's been said that number one, it takes one tenth of the effort to sell to an existing client or to create a repeat sale to an existing client. We touched on referrals the other day, which I think is important. And when you can get, when you can retain a client. Uh, and and build such a strong relationship to, to to where they will refer you to other clients, it takes one-fifteenth of the effort to sell to a client that has been referred to you by, by an existing client. So retention and meeting the needs of your existing clients is vitally, vitally important.
1: And businesses of all sizes that do a good job retaining clients are those that are in the long term the most successful and have the highest enterprise value. There's no doubt about that.
0: That's right. I mean, it, it does no good. To to go and acquire, you know, um, you know, a twenty five percent client growth every single year of of new clients. If you're losing ten percent out the back door, um, you're you're just so spinning true. your wheels. So, well,
1: what can you do? What are some things you can do to think about as it relates to client retention?
0: Well, I think the first thing that you that you have to do is, you know, you have to understand what is it that generates satisfaction and loyalty. For your clients, we talked a little bit about understanding what they're actually buying uh, early on, and, and you have to you have to not lose track of that. Uh, sometimes it's easy to get into a situation where you begin to take your clients for granted. You know, you and I both teach uh, teach as adjunct professors at two different universities, and and uh, when I was doing that full time, we had a running joke among the the faculty that said it'd be a great job if it worked for all those students. And uh and, you know, while while we kind of said that in jest, the reason that has become a bit of a joke uh, is because, you know, f- faculties around the world uh, have, have sometimes lose track of their of their students, of who their actual clients are, so to speak. But it's not just faculties in universities. It happens in businesses all over the all over the place. And Can't we get frustrated. Yeah, we take them for granted. We get frustrated. Maybe we have a day where two or three clients. Uh, maybe really try us. They, they're they unrelenting. They're being unreasonable. They may treat us badly and treat our folks badly. And we begin to project that onto all of our other clients. And we just, we lose track that our clients are the reason that we're in business.
1: Absolutely. And, it, and if you can figure out how to keep them happy, keep them satisfied, keep them on board, keep them working with you, it can lead to, definitely lead to long-term Success I mean, I'll give you one example of what that can mean there's a There's a business I'm associated with that's uh, that's in a particularly difficult vertical in the water quality uh, management in a recent <laughs> board meeting we were we were talking about well, what's the lifetime value on a customer and what's the churn and the churn was zero, which seems impossible to understand, but once they get in there, it's a compliance oriented business and they deliver that value, it becomes something that those customers can't do without. They have to yeah. have it. And they're viewed as a, as, as, a, as a mentor, as an educator, as a trusted advisor. They're up on that spectrum that we've talked about before. And they just don't lose accounts by virtue of yeah. that.
0: You know, you talk about what can you do to really get in and understand uh, client retention. And I think you, you just made me think of two things. One that you said, and I'm really glad you brought it up, was this concept of uh, uh, lifetime value of a customer. If, if you don't know what the, li- the average lifetime value is of a customer, then, then you are missing out on an opportunity to improve your client retention strategies. Because if you know that the average lifetime value is $3,000, well, then the next question ought to be, well, how can I make it five? And the way you make it five is by taking clients that might stay with you an average of 24 months and turning it to 36 months. And and you wouldn't you, you wouldn't really know that, or you wouldn't think about that if you weren't actually measuring what I consider to be a real key performance indicator is uh, average lifetime value of a customer. Uh, the The second thing is you you use the word churn, you know. And and I recommend when we're helping clients build out uh, key performance indicator KPI scorecards, and I'm pretty I'm pretty adamant about key performance indi- indicators have to be things that you look at weekly because we can get financial. Uh, uh, reports. We can get income statements on a monthly basis. But what are those things that you're looking at in between the months in order to keep your business on track? And I like to suggest that they put down a client, uh, uh, a lost client KPI. And then, of course, they set the target at zero. And they say, well, w- I mean, we know we're not going to hit zero. No, you're not. But but if you've got a KPI and you're going to be looking at it every single week and find out where you lost a client." then you're going to be getting under and asking the question, why did we lose that client? So that forces you then to begin to understand what the red flags are. Uh, what are the things that we're doing that's causing our clients to stop coming to us and, uh, and, and you know that could be a non-renewal of a insurance policy. it could be a non it could be a move, moving of your deposits from one bank to the next and closing out your accounts. There are, there are a number of ways that constitute a lost client, but figuring that out and measuring that, and then asking your yourself, but even more importantly, those those customers the question why is a couple of greatest things that you can do to drive client retention.
1: Well, you know, on one side of that, it's it's what could it's sort of the the post mortem, what could we have done differently? I think the other side, before that happens, is understanding what else can we do for you. You know, a lot a lot now, of times, once you've won the client and you're delivering whatever the initial product or services. You need to constantly be figuring out mm-hmm. what other unmet needs do you have that we have the capability to solve so that you can expand that land and expand strategy. That's the way you you keep long term uh, client benefit and retention by constantly trying to help them solve the issues that come up. The long tail well, in your business. So to
0: speak. Yeah, I com- I completely agree. It's this the continuous provision of value and the the uh, personalizing of customer experiences. And I, I'll give you an example. So uh, back in the 70s, I believe it was, uh, there was, uh, it was the precursor to to um, Southwest Airlines was Scandinavian Airlines. And Jan Carlson turned that airline around and, and he did so by by coining this phrase, moments of truth. He said, you know, he, he, he inventoried every, point of interaction with a customer that, uh, that occurs from the time they start looking for tickets until they've disembarked and they've ga- gathered their baggage and they're, they're departing the airport. And there were some thousand, I don't remember the actual numbers, but uh, an inordinate number of what he called moments of truth. The moments where we can actually demonstrate to the client that we have their best interest at heart, and and he built a cultural uh, uh, initiative throughout their 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 organization called Moments of Truth, and then wrote a book on the topic. Well, a few years ago, uh, I was traveling extensively internationally and and both uh, across the continent, and I had traveled to Philadelphia to meet with a client, and I was pretty loyal to American Airlines, but they had. They had bothered me on a few uh, situations with some of my international travel and and I had gotten to be not so loyal. I hadn't I hadn't still hadn't booked a bunch of flights on United or Delta or whatever. But I would I would oftentimes take a flight that might not be advantageous to me timing wise just to kind of stay with American Airlines, continue to build those miles and what have you. But I I really started to question question that. And I was coming back from Philadelphia and um we we were going to have to fly as you know little rock's not a hub so we had to fly from philadelphia to dallas then to come back east to, to arkansas and um, all of a sudden the the captain comes on and he says well we're going to have to uh, make a landing in little rock and get some fuel uh, dallas is socked in and we're going to be in a holding pattern so we're going to we're going to stop for a few minutes in little rock get some fuel and then we'll be on to dallas to get you there hopefully uh, within 30 minutes of our scheduled arrival and so i called the flight attendant over <laughs> and i said Little Rock's my destination anyway. Can I just get off here? And he goes, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. He said, we're not even pulling up to a gate. We're going to have a fuel truck come out to us. And so I was like, oh, well. He said, I'll ask the captain, but I've never seen it happen in the 25 years I've been doing this. And I said, all right, well, if if you could check with the captain, that'd be great. So as soon as we land, my phone buzzes. My flight out of Dallas is canceled, and it's the last flight of the evening. <laughs> so I call the flight attendant over, and... Uh, and I said, uh, hey, I just got a notification that the last flight out of Dallas for, for Little Rock, which I'm on, is canceled. And he said, well, I'm still waiting to hear back from the captain. I said, well, tell him this. I said, tell him that you're going to have to fly me to Dallas, put me up in a hotel because you've canceled my flight. When look out that window right there, you see that white GMC pickup right there? That's mine sitting right there in the parking lot. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God, I've never seen that before. So a few minutes later. <clears throat> Somebody pecks me on the shoulder. He's got an orange vest on. He said, grab your bag and follow me. And I turn around and they've rolled out the back. They didn't open the front door of the plane. They rolled out the steps at the back of the plane, took me out the back of the plane, put my bags in a pickup truck, just a guy's pickup, drove me over to a side door. He punched in a code. We opened the door and I was right in the baggage claim area. So I got home and my wife said, what are you doing home so early? And I said, well, first of all, my flight was delayed. It was rerouted. We had to land for fuel at another airport. My other flight was canceled, and I got home four hours early. (laughs) And that experience, I've probably told that story a hundred times since then, and that experience was an opportunity for them to just recapture my loyalty. And they didn't didn't know I was sitting on the fence loyalty-wise. They just did what was logical and right by me in that instance.
1: Yeah, it's a great story. Too bad that doesn't happen very often with the yeah, airlines. tell me about it. Tell <laughs> me about that's, it. That's a fantastic story. And it illustrates going going the extra mile to retain a customer and doing the right thing. I mean, it's just right. doing the right thing by, by people, which is, it you is. Know, it's pretty simple when you get down to it, for
0: sure. You know, I've never believed in the adage that the customer's always right because we live in a world today where customers can abuse uh, organizations. And they're, you know, and they... If they get checked out wrong at a at a cash register, then they say, "Well, that's on them." You know, they gave me, you know, they, they didn't, you know, that, that many of them won't go back and correct it. They're they're always looking for an opportunity. We're on the take. We're a society that's on the take. I guess yeah. is the best way I can put it. Yeah. And so I've never really believed in the client's always right, but when when the client isn't wrong and the organization needs to do what's right, that is what makes the difference in client retention and and actually losing losing clients out the back door.
1: And it's amazing. When you see high, per- high performing organizations that do that well, it's they, they, they and not only do they have low customer churn, they tend to have low a churn on their team as well, because yeah. everybody gets used to going the extra mile and doing the extra things. And it's it's got a gravitational pull to it. You keep customers, but you also keep the best people because you're doing the right thing. And a lot of that gets back to starting with a great culture and all the other things we've talked about in previous episodes. You're doing well.
0: Well, and and here's one question that I think you can ask your team and you can ask your clients as well, routinely, that if you take that collective feedback and you identify uh, specific actions that you can take and policies and practices you can put in place as a result of the answers to that question, that you'll be far better off from a client retention, client loyalty. And, and and that question is, how can we create wow with our clients? and And that's... You know, what do we want our clients to say? We want them to say, wow. That's what I said after the American Airlines experience. I was like, wow. And so if you if you constantly ask that self, the question, ask yourself the question, ask your clients, your employees that question. And then you take action based upon the collated results. You can do the same thing with your with your employee population. How can we create wow with our employee population to drive employee retention as well? Uh, people like to be wowed. People like to think that they're special. People like to be treated special. And so if we can do that, uh, it, it it just ratchets up uh, the the uh, amount of retention that we can build and loyalty we can build within the organization.
1: And, and believe it or not, I actually think having that approach is the path of least resistance and less friction because you avoid all those other problems that come from not doing a good job and retaining yeah. customers. it ends up being easier and quicker and more efficient because you've done the right thing to keep a customer with you.
0: That's right. Well, uh, we're going to land the plane on this one. We've got one more episode in this series on sales and marketing. And uh, what we're going to do in the next episode is we're going to I was looking back through some of our notes and and there there are about four or five key skills, key selling skills that I want to really we we may have just touched on them through through one of the last four or five episodes. But I want to make sure that we uh, uh, that we cap this off with a punchy episode focused on the the critical skills you have to master if you're going to be a high performance salesperson. That work? No,
1: sounds great. Look
0: forward to it. This has been another episode of the Innovation Junkies podcast. Thank you for joining.
1: See you next time. Feedback from listeners like you helps us create outstanding content. So if you like this episode, be sure to rate us or leave a review. Also, don't forget to subscribe to get the latest growth and innovation strategies. Thanks for tuning in to the Innovation Junkies podcast.